here's the crazy thing about it. This team, that's a playoff team right now. Yes. Without their two best players. Yep. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. Ah. Kyrie is on probably only played maybe 15%. And Durant hasn't played at all. So for him to get that team where they were, to me, was amazing. He laid down the foundation. Yeah, he laid down the foundation for what this team is. But Without him, you don't get Kyrie and But, you know, but doesn't that show you that sometimes the inmates are running the asylum? And the fact that Kyrie and Durant said they probably, management came to them and said, what do you think? They probably like, Heave ho, probably, pro- probably, and we're just we're just guessing here. Well, no, you're onto something, Max. It's but, just, but, uh, but, but they're to back that up. But there are going to be people who are going to say that all the time when you have coaches who are fired. You think when LeBron James coach was fired that time, no. what the people were thinking? LeBron James had him fired. Mm, LeBron didn't like him. LeBron didn't like it after he took that team to the NBA Finals for the first time. So yeah. I think that you look at teams the the biggest assets teams have are players and in this this culture in this time coaches are more expendable than than you when you have qual, when you have superstar players right and i think we've learned that over the years but mm-hmm. the surprising part for this story was the update was, was the report that both sides were the report the initial report was was, was dead on it was mutual it was a mutual part probably because he wasn't crazy about coaching Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving next season. I, I'm I'm shocked. Why, if you're a head coach, and you had that great opportunity to coach two future Hall of Famers, I mean, what is that telling about these two guys? Are, are, does this it's, say something about maybe, who they are? Maybe it's maybe it's more telling about who the coach was. Coach might say, "Look, I just don't want to do that." You know, you're a coach already. You're under tremendous scrutiny, and you think about when you're in New York. And you have two superstars. You you're going to be the spotlight of the league next year. Maybe he just wanted to get out before things went bad. Before he could before he saw things going the wrong way. I just can't believe that it would happen without them even giving it a try, right? Because these two, I mean, they're there, but they're not really there. They're not playing, you know. But I think that what they're looking at is the projection where this team looked like it was going. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they had the rights here to lose a game here in Boston, and had uh, Levert came in had an unbelievable game. That dropped, was incredible. Dropped fifty. Don't sleep on Levert. By and, the way. Uh, that, he, that's that's the third option he, he, for he, this team. He, he he dropped fifty. Yeah. So when when he won, they won that game. That was a game they were supposed to to lose, and then they get went home and they got the hell beat out of them by somebody being down by 35 <laughs> or 40, so yeah, right. it did not do his case any good. And another thing about a guy like that, when you watch his body language, he's so animated mm-hmm. as a coach when he's out there. Every call is, he's jumping up and screaming, and he's putting his heart and soul into it. There's a point of no return, where as a coach, you just like, you ain't got it no more. Right. You think about Brad Stevens, how his body language is. If you if you met Brad after a game, you wouldn't know if this team won or lost. 
because he's just <laughs> yeah, that's true. He is just plain vanilla. Yeah, yeah. he just when when he wins games, there's no yeah. pumping of the fist. No, you know, he's you gonna, know, he's going to point out a couple of things that went wrong. Or yeah. that they like they could have done better. But yeah. you know, even when they're playing, you know, there's nothing. I've seen coaches like, mm, yeah, you know, give them that fist pump or something. Brad, just like. You know, chilling. Oh, chilling. <laughs> That's right. I'm chilling. I'm in the hood. I'm chilling. He's already thinking about the next game. Yeah. What, what you doing? I'm, right. I'm just chilling, man. I'm good. You good? I'm good. <laughs> I remember those like epic performances by like Isaiah Thomas. You know, double overtime victories. Same bread. Same bread. Same bread. Same bread. And and but part of that you like though. Oh, in I Brad love Stevens. It. Yeah, you love that. And the fact that you would want Brad if there was trouble on uh, any kind of, like he was a pilot of an airplane and there was trouble. You want Brad to be the pilot because right. you know he will be calm and if you're going to get out of this, Brad's going to get you out of this. <laughs> Kenny Atkinson? Oh my God! What have been the weekend? Put the vest on the oh help <laughs> He's got the mask on. Yeah, got, I'm putting the parachute on. I'm breathing uh, Good luck, guys. I'm out of here. So I think there's something to be said about a coach's demeanor. And and that was one of the things you look at Kenny Atkinson, his demeanor, and Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens is meant he's a he's a he's a today's coach. He's a today's right. NBA coach. He doesn't get overexcited. And 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 Kenny Atkinson was just the opposite. It could be like the first play of the game, a traveling call. Oh, you, you, he's, losing. he's losing his mind. So it was really funny, to, you know, just to watch those two guys. The contrast between the two coaches. Right. Now, Vincent Goodwill of, of Yahoo Sports released this. Uh, he says, according to him, uh, a leak source says, Kenny pushed for the parting just as much as the Nets did. And uh, this is an interesting take from Goodwill here. I want to hear what you think about this. Uh, Goodwill writes, is this player empowerment rearing its head or the burden of incoming expectation causing a franchise to take an honest look at itself, not wanting to tether itself to its overachieving past, but to the hard reality that awaits when two superstars are healthy, vocal, influential, and ready to win. I right think the now. latter. I think the right. latter. I, I think, think so you too. got two superstars who want to win, who are in their prime, and I think they just want to have a clean slate going into next year. They don't want to have a coach that was, you know, was thinking about it in between. And Ty Lue, maybe that's who they get. But Ty Lue would probably be the perfect coach. I mean, Ty Lue is a lot like you. Ty Lue is got to be 53, 54 years old, something like that. Never been married. No kids. I mean, this dude right there is living the life. He's like me, huh? Yeah, I mean, he's just <laughs> like you. Like, oh, wait a minute. I, who cooking for me now? Yeah, okay, I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm all set. I'm all set here. All right. I'm good. He's living his best life in other oh, words. Oh, my goodness. He, he is on that song, Living His Best Life. Yes. He's in the back doing the vocals. Yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. <laughs> he ain't going back and forth. So mm-hmm. now that's the next report now that is included from uh, Vincent Goodwill uh, at the end of this piece here where he talks about Ty Lue being the favorite to replace uh, Atkinson because of Kyrie Irving. Obviously, these two have a history. Well, 2016 NBA championship. Be careful what you ask for. Who knows how that's going to work? Because Ty Lue did coach him. And I've talked to Ty Lue about 
you know, about Kyrie. And he said he he sat down and talked to Kyrie all about all kind of different things and tried to maneuver his way through. He said Kyrie is a very thoughtful, a very deep thinker. And sometimes he said he overthought things. Mm. And um, so it's going to be interesting. I think if there's one person that Kyrie wants to tether himself to, it probably would be uh, Ty Lue. When you think about his history, winning a championship, understanding him as a point guard because uh, Ty Lue was a point guard, so he kind of knows what Kyrie mm. kind of has to go through. So I think it's going to be – it could be a good marriage. Who knows? Where does Kevin Durant fit in all this? Kevin Durant is just as vocal, just as emotional. Because ooh, he's, ooh. he's not at LeBron, right? He's, he leads differently. He right? leads differently. Different. Well, you know, he's a two-time MVP, MVP in the playoffs, uh, championship uh, pedigree. You know, you, you think he's one of the top players in, in this game. Right, but what I say, what I mean by he doesn't lead like the way LeBron does, I'm thinking about what happened with the Warriors, right? Now, these, these guys are successful. Don't get me wrong. They won games, but... After he left, there's a lot of reports saying that he wasn't as necessarily as close with those guys the way Klay Thompson and Steph Curry were and Draymond Green. Whereas I feel like LeBron is the polar opposite. LeBron is always gets along with his guys most of the time, right? Yeah. He makes them better as well. Well, I think that he is inclusive. Inclusive. That's what a better we, way to put we, it. What we've learned from Kyrie when he was here that he was polarizing to some of his fellow teammates. You didn't know which Kyrie was going to show And I, right. Well, there were times when Kyrie, and there were reports in Cleveland, where during the championship run, that Kyrie would go weeks without speaking to people. How do you win championships like that? How does Durant take that? And that, that well, That's the biggest question. That, that obviously, they must be close enough that they can get on each other and talk to each other like that. I, I, hope, them, I hope them the best, because these are two mega superstars in a, a ultra, you know, big power city. Mm -hmm. And uh, it could be, it, it could be, here's the thing I, I think about. Kevin Durant does not like people being critical of him. Clearly, yeah. What city is he in right now? The Big Apple. He in the wrong place. <laughs> That's the wrong place. NYC. That's the place that you're going to be on the cover, the front cover of a yeah. magazine. The back. That's what was so good about him being in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, you were the only game in town. Right. You, were, you were God. Right. And nobody's doing anything to God. That's not like that in, in New York City. You know, if you That's don't true. play your part, if you don't win there, you're going to be, you know, father for the New York tabloids on the front page. Absolutely. All the all eyes are going to be on the nets now. Oh, there's no question. And and you put more pressure on them by firing Kenny Axon. And the next coach that comes in, he has tremendous pressure mm -hmm. on him with a clean slate and two superstars coming in. Hopefully they're healthy. It almost has to be Ty Lue. I mean, who else do you put in that I don't situation? even know who you bring in. I right. think Ty Lue would be the perfect coach. That I, You know who the perfect coach would be? Who? From a standpoint of just knowing people, a guy like Brad Stevens. A Brad for this a team. A Brad right. Stevens for that team right. because of his demeanor and the way he handles things. They need that kind. And Ty Lue is a lot like that. Very reserved, very laid back. Brad 
you know, and I think those are the kind of coaches that have to go into situations to kind of defuse things. And uh, there's going to be a lot of, um, there's going to be some, there's going to be, there's going to be some headaches. Some, there's going to be some bumps. Durant hasn't played in over a year. So how will he come back? Will he be slow? Will he be, he's going to be a, a year slower. He's a little bit older right mm-hmm. now. You know, hopefully he doesn't be frustrated. You know, Kyrie still in his prime. Durant still in his prime. But I, I still believe there are going to be some bumps and bruises. Looking back on it, what did you make of Kyrie's relationship with with Brad Stevens? I think it was. I think it went as good as could be expected. Um, I never really heard Kyrie. I've never heard Brad say a negative word about Kyrie. Right. But Kyrie had his couple subtle shots at Brad He Stevens. had some things. but He I, disagreed with a couple yeah. play calls towards the end of games. Well, he would, he yeah, was vocal about that. He would, I remember he one time he said something about, well, when the guy gets hot in this league, you double-team exactly. him. Exactly. That's a, that's a good example. Well, right. Karis LeVert got hot. You double-team him? Which, ironically, he was talking about Kimball Walker. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Right, right, so, right. I mean, but, but yeah, the, I think every, every coach has, uh, has a chink in his armor. I think there's every coach. And maybe there are things about Brad – that he didn't like, and he was a little vocal about it. But you never heard – I've never heard Brad say a negative word about Kyrie Irving. But I can't help but think, in a, let's just say hypothetical, right, in an in alternative universe. Let's say Kyrie didn't want to go back home. Let's say Kyrie said, you know what, I like what we have in Jason Tatum and these young guys, and I want to stick around. Do you honestly think that he would have been excited about moving forward with a coach like Brad Stevens? I think that he would have – been good with Brad Stevens. Uh, I, I just believe that was because uh, that's something I thought about during the, I, before I, the I off season. Think, I think came it, to an end. I just think at some point I just think it was the parting of the ways. Yeah, I just, just think there was a part. I think that I, I think that Kyrie saw himself in New York and in Brooklyn. He wanted to go home. There was a video made of Kyrie going across the Brooklyn Bridge. Right. When did they make this video. They didn't just make it after the season was over. The video had it already be in production. Yeah, but what about the video when he's talking about the banners and seeing his number up there one day at TD Garden? Well. You know, what changed? Well, I, what just, changed? I just think that Kyrie really looked at this team of where he wanted to be. Players now look and say, this is where I want to play. Yeah, I want to play at home. I want to play in New York. I want to be with my, my family. Kyrie, there was a lot of things about Kyrie that, you know, he liked, he liked the nightlife in New York. And thing we know about New York, New York doesn't close. Right. Boston closes. Oh, it sure does, Max. Boston has a closing time. That let out is no joke. New York. Quarter two. New York has a what? It's no closing time. So he never sleeps. And never sleeps. Yeah. So maybe that kind of action he really he really liked. Well, now he also really likes the idea of uh, Ty Lue being his newest head coach yeah, once yeah. again. So yeah. we'll see what happens, Max. That's going to be an interesting team to keep a close eye on uh, next season and, and this I don't know, man. I think it's gonna get a little crazier before it gets before things gets you know things smooth out in Brooklyn. Yeah. I don't know about these two. Let's see. This episode of the Cedric Maxwell Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Right now, when you head over to BetOnline.ag and use the promo code CLNS50, you get a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit, and you get to have a little fun with betting action today. Yeah, absolutely. You think about going with these teams and the games and. It's March Madness now. The NBA is going to come up. The um, going to go into the playoffs. I think it's just so much fun 
not only watching the, the teams play, but also watching your money grow. Exactly. That's and, the exciting you know, part. But watching your money grow. If you are shrewd and you know how to look at these games in a very precise way, you might have a great opportunity to make some money. Absolutely. And it makes it way more better experience when you're making money and enjoying your favorite teams come up with wins. Right now, March Madness, you don't want to miss out on all this action. Head over to betterline.ag and use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All right, well, speaking from a basketball angle, Max, it's been a while since we really talked about this Celtics team. A lot has happened within the last three weeks or so. Jason Tatum has become one of the hottest players in the NBA, averaging over 30 points. But the Celtics are dropping games right now, every other game it feels like, because of injuries and because of... Uh, the Celtics being precautious, as I think they should be. You know, with someone like Kemba Walker, making sure he's not playing too much. Uh, Brad Stevens recently talked about uh, Tatum monitoring his minutes, making sure he's not approaching anywhere near 38, 40 minutes, like the way he's, he's been playing throughout that stretch of games where he was just tearing it up and you know, easily uh, one of the best scorers in the NBA right now. But from a, from a standing standpoint, Max, where do you fall in the conversation of, of seeing them being precautious, precautious moving forward? And how do you feel about this team's chances moving forward if these guys aren't at 100%. 100%. Well, if they're not healthy, this is going to be a quick season. You have to have your superstars have to be healthy. And I remember I, I, it was, I was in, engaged in a conversation on a radio station at one time uh, that I used to work for, and Kevin Garnett was out of the lineup. And a fan called in and asked me point blank, do you think the Celtics can win a championship without Kevin Garnett? And I said, no, I, I, I don't believe you can win. And um, I got a, I got a couple, you know, uh, calls from uh, the big boys upstairs. Really? And one of the owners of the I team. I thought you were going to say the fans. No, one of the owners of the team talked to me about it, said, you know, obviously I must be the, you know, you got the wrong broadcaster. I got the wrong broadcaster. I'm not playing. They want you to put your green hat on. But you, they want you, you to, to say they're going to win. You can put a green hat on, but also have to, in, in our podcast and in me, there's also a, a honesty thing, the way, mm-hmm. I, the way I view it. And at that time, I think if you don't have your superstars playing on your team, just like Giannis, if Giannis isn't playing for Milwaukee, does Milwaukee win it? No. If LeBron isn't playing for the Lakers, do they win it? No. So... When Kevin Garnett wasn't playing for the Celtics, did they win it? <laughs> they didn't, no. Okay. 2009 could yeah. have been a completely yeah. different season. Oh, they would. If I, KG was oh, if available. K, if KG had played that year, that was a year they went into L.A. They were 23, they were 25 and 3. And three yeah. And lost, and lost to the Lakers, a close game, and then went to Utah, and Kevin Garnett hurt his mm-hmm. knee. And uh, the rest is history. Yeah, it was never the same after. That. Never the same. Yeah, the true. team was not the same because uh, they they were they were out there superstar. Well, that's the thing. See, my biggest concern is Kemba Walker. You know, if this minutes restriction is just purely precautionary, or if if this is going to be a lingering injury that he's dealing with in May, that alters the Celtics' chances a bit. No. Yeah, it does. I mean, but but their stars in particular. If they here's the thing that's crazy about this team. I don't think with the percentage, their starting five, their starting seven players have not played. They might have played together maybe 5% of this year together. So look at their record right now, and they have a great record, 
and that's without having all their starters playing together. Bradley's done a great job. The team has played great. I think there was at one point in the season where we looked at this team, and it was just before they played the Lakers here, they were playing the same way, dropping one, losing two, winning mm-hmm. two, dropping three, and they played the Lakers here, and they beat the hell out of the Lakers here in this building, and then they took off. No. So I'm not worried about them. I worry about their health. If they can stay, if they can get healthy and get everybody on the same page, then I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I agree. Because this is a top-heavy team, right? Yeah. This isn't one of those deep teams that we've seen in the past. Well, I don't know. I think this team is, is heavy. Well, I mean top-heavy, though. Well, it's, 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 it's top-heavy. But some of the bottom players are really good players. You think about how Ojale has been playing here. That's lately. the one guy I have in mind. Oh, right Ojale yeah, has yeah. been really played great. Grant Williams has had a great year for a rookie who, you know, they didn't think that was going to play as much. So I, I, I believe this team right now constituted the way they are. Again, if they are healthy, they're going to be as dangerous as anybody in the Eastern Conference. Big week, too, because you got the Bucks coming Thursday but, night. Be Bucks, to see who's available for that. Well, you got Indiana and you got the Bucks. And the Bucks, yeah. So, That's right. And then On eventually the you got Toronto right. uh, coming up, which is going to be a big game. So, so there can be some there can be some tough things coming up. But, the, again, their they health is their main concern to me. You looking forward to this trip to Indianapolis? You're going to have your... Uh, Just where you know I hate that. You're going to have your... Uh, you know I hate going to Indianapolis. You know I hate going to Milwaukee. You're going to have your sanitizer and on you deck. Want, and you wonder, you're like, wonder what am I going to do? Nothing. When I get to Indianapolis, nothing. No, 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 no wait. Milwaukee is significantly Milwaukee different when I, compared to when, Indianapolis. Oh, no. You Dude, don't those, think so? Those are two of the same cities. All you need is Downtown a bl- Indianapolis is a All you need is a though. blanket and a pillow for both those towns. <laughs> there, there is no downtown Milwaukee. At least Indianapolis, they got some spots downtown. I, a, a little different. They got some eateries. <laughs> Milwaukee has Milwaukee some places to eat. eat. Yeah, a couple places. The place you and I ate at. A couple places. That, that wasn't bad, but you know. The wings were all right. But here's the thing. The wings were Here's bad. the difference. Here's the difference between the only difference between Milwaukee and Indianapolis is that Chicago is an hour away. <laughs> so, so essentially, when you're in Milwaukee, you can say you're in Chicago. So, like a 40-minute yeah, train ride. Yeah, right and it's only like $25, like some round trip. So, oh, I man. mean, that. That's exactly what I did last time I was yeah, in Milwaukee. Yeah, so we both did. So I, I think that, you know, when I look at those cities like that, and it's, it's you know, that that's what they are. And I've been to these cities, I think, in my lifetime. In my basketball lifetime, I have probably been in Milwaukee, I would say a good eight months out of my life. <laughs> yeah. Eight months? Eight months. <laughs> Come on, Max. You don't that's think so? That's almost a year. Eight months out of my life. Joe Sway, you look at been, it this way. I've been in the league now. That's true. Been doing broadcasting for 24, 24 years. Yeah, true. So you play Milwaukee two times. Two times a year in Milwaukee. But as a broadcaster, you've been going four times a year. Well, no, no, no. Broadcast. I'm excuse me, two times. Two excuse times me. a year. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking the last that's what I'm saying. Years, yeah, yeah. Two times a year. Right. So if I've gone two times 25, that's 50. <laughs> and I'm not talking about as a player when we played them and then in the playoffs. <laughs> so I would say at least maybe eight months. 
the good eight months I've been in my life, I've been in Milwaukee. Is that like seven months too many? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. 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 That that would be seven months too many in Milwaukee. I mean, you remember that thing that Joe Joe Kim Noah did and about Cleveland? That was the funniest oh, thing ever. Man, when they were funny. they were asking, they were Cleveland. Was, one. Yeah, it was when they were talking to Joe Kim Noah about Cleveland when he was in Chicago playing. He's like. And then when he was just down in Cleveland, everybody said, so why are you down in Cleveland? He said, you don't pack your family up during the summertime and say, hey, let's go to Cleveland. <laughs> oh, my God. Just spend the weekend in Cleveland. Oh, man. That was, that was priceless. <laughs> and then the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is there. Yeah, that's so true. there are some things actually to do in Cleveland. They got, the, they got the casino, too, that big casino. I don't know what you do in Milwaukee. I mean, this whole time, like I said, for me, other than go to Chicago, you said it. There is no downtown Milwaukee. Nope, nothing. There's nothing to do downtown. There are very few places to eat. That's it. <laughs> and you're probably going to be spending at least two more times, uh, to, at least three nights when the Celtics head over there for the best of seven series. Now watch That's this. That's going to happen. Watch how this is. That's going to happen. That's one place you don't need blue chew, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Our advertiser, yes, blue chew, we're kicking that out to you. You, can't you don't need to bring that if you go into Milwaukee. <laughs> I'm good. I'm all set. You don't like the lady scene in Milwaukee? I'm, I'm all set. I'm all set there. All right, guys, let's talk about sex. And I'm talking about good sex here, all right? Remember those days when you were ready to go at a moment's notice and you were, you know, the, the guy who didn't have to come up with excuses or say you're too tired? Well, check this out, man. Blue Chew is hooking you up. Just for listening to this podcast, when you head to bluechew.com and enter the promo code Maxwell right now with this special offer, you pay just $5 for a batch of Blue Chew. And, Max, I know you've been loving Blue Chew since day one. Home run. Like your guys, Big Poppy would say, my city. That is my city. You get Blue Chew, you hitting it out the park, my friend. And yeah, we do. As you get to be older, yeah, things are going to be a little bit more different. The jump shot doesn't work the way it used to. You don't have the layup. You don't have the speed. You get a little Blue Chew in you. That speed, that foot speed you had, that intensity, that endurance you had. That round two, right, Max? Round, round two, round, round, round three. Your last line is going to be, what's up, girl? What you want to do? What you want to do? <laughs> That's bluechew.com if you haven't signed up already. Use the promo code Maxwell, and you'll get $5. That's including shipping, all right? It's a $5 deal, $4.99. You can't beat that anywhere, I'm telling you. Home run. <laughs> bluechew.com, and don't forget the promo code Maxwell. My CD. <laughs> Talk about this coronavirus now, Max. It's reached its way to, this, to, the, to the NBA. The NBA... Uh, sent a memo to all 30 teams, and they have plans set up that include arrangements, uh, arrangement with an infectious disease specialist, the ID of a facility to test for coronavirus, a plan to limit number of teams and arena staff who interact with players. Now, they're already talking about keeping the media potentially out of locker rooms after games at NHL. Uh, a couple of teams have already uh, had that plan in place. But, Max, what's your take on the possibility of the NBA having games in an empty arena? What do you think about that? I mean, that's crazy to, to think of them playing. And I remember there were a couple of college teams that played like that when they had, I think it was a chicken pox or something was going on uh, at their at their school, and you only had, like, the players there. 
and uh, for it to be in a 20,000-seat arena with just the players, it would be one of the most awkward things Mm -hmm. that you'd want to see or get into or how do you get in the enthusiasm it, it would it would really be crazy to think of a team playing like that but the way things are going right now and I'm looking reading some articles that in Italy uh, northern Italy 15 million I think no 12 million people were quarantined right now and they aren't able to travel this is in Milan and those areas north in Italy so things are are moving rapidly are you affected by it? Because you interact with so many people every single day. And, and, you know, when you're talking about shaking hands with people and meeting the fans at TD Arena or at TD Garden, how do you go? This, What's that, your approach now? I don't even, you know what? I, I, I try to, the one thing I try to do more of now is just wash my hands. Um, I can't hardly avoid not shaking hands with people. That just. It's just a natural thing, you know. Uh, it was just yesterday I was at the um, I was at the Encore Casino, and the 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 guy bringing the buses in walks over to me and said, "I just want to shake your hand." <laughs> but like, whoa! And it was just like uh, you don't know. And and I just shook his hand, but I but then you say, "Well, don't bring your your hands to your face, and don't bring." So there are a lot of scares out here, but for me. I just trust. I just trust the fact that you know. I try to be as careful as as I can, and just try to wash my hands as much as I can. Uh, you know, mine is even more so because they talked about people who are over sixty. I'm I'm sixty four, so they talk about those people be being more acceptable to the uh, the coronavirus and you know in getting sick. So. Um, it's just a very fine line that I have to walk almost every day when it comes to that. You know, some players now they're they're, uh, they're not signing autographs now. They've decided to they're not going to until this ends. They're not going to sign autographs because of obviously wow. the interaction with fans and, and fans. You know, you're exchanging a pen that you don't know how oh, many yeah. people have touched it. Oh yeah, I mean it's it it it's it's going to it it affects the the whole system in in a crazy way. Mm. Uh, you think about the people right now who are on the cruise ship off the coast of San Francisco. They're, some of these people, and if you have a cabin that is below deck, they, they're they telling you you can't come out. You can't come out. You have to stay so in So essentially, yeah. you're, in, you're in prison. Mm-hmm. You're in a 5 by 10 whatever room with no window at all. So, I mean, it's, it, it, it is really the way it's hit right now. It is, it's, it's unbelievable. We're not going to give you any facts because we don't know what we're giving what you and I are giving you what we've read right but the way it is now in the NBA is it's affecting the NBA and uh, and, and could affect our fans LeBron James is already saying that he's not going to play an arena without fans so it's going to be interesting to see if the NBA decides to ultimately take that route how the NBA players are going to respond and what's going to happen moving forward my whole thing is if you do go that route when do you decide it's safe to start letting fans back into the arena again I don't know you, know? you, you don't you don't know that I I, I really don't know that, but because um, if it goes into the playoffs, then well, that's, if, if that's you, a significant advantage that's out of the window now. Well, that's right, having, having home, home court. court advantage, right? But if you are LeBron James, and and I've always loved everything LeBron James has said, but if you're a player in this league, and it's a health scare, and they're telling you can't play. They, you can't have fans there. 
as a player, you're just going to say you're not going to play? I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little confused by that. Well, if that's the case, do you suspend the season? Do you suspend the playoffs? Do you postpone it? Too much money out there, Joe Sway. They're going to get something done. That's the way I'm thinking. They're going to get something done one way or the other. If 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 it's no more than just letting the players play in arenas by themselves mm-hmm. and then televising the whole thing, putting it on TV right. and, and, and getting more input like that. Maybe my job comes that, that much more important right. as a broadcaster. Maybe you're doing you it know, on the phone because, now. Maybe you and Sean Graney yeah, are covering the games maybe, on the phone. Maybe I'm home or maybe I'm the only one in the arena right. with the players. Right. Uh, you know, you can really hear the ball bounce and you can really hear the calls made and – you know, so it's it's going to be uh, it, it's it's really a very delicate balancing situation that uh, you don't want to get crazy about it, but you want to be precautious. Right. Well, take, no, take precautions. Well, yeah, exactly, because no league wants to be the league where you have a huge breakout, right? Yeah. The NBA doesn't want to be, you know, responsible for a huge breakout at one of their sporting events. Well, look at look at Italy. Italy and look at Europe in particular. They're seeing a lot of these soccer stadiums right now. They're not going to allow fans to come to those games. So why is the NBA any different? Mm-hmm. Marcus so, Smart is actually one of those players who he says right now he's not signing autographs. Wow. Yeah. And Marcus is a as as much of anybody as I know hands on with with the fans. Oh, for sure. He he's always jumping stops, at the stands. And he's always he's saying, yeah. speaking to people. Right. You know, taking pictures, and you know, yeah. so after his pregame routine, he always engages with yeah, the fans. That's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. So to see him now going, I can't do that. It's going to be a disappointment disappointment to the fans. But the fans also have to understand that. Players right now are also taking precautions. There's actually new cases in the city of Boston that were that were just recently reported of uh, people infected with the coronavirus. Yeah. So right. yeah. it's it, I mean there's no area in the world right now that's not um, that you know that it's not immune to what is going on right now with the coronavirus. The big girls love that. Chicks love the last shot opportunity. Somebody. Give me a napkin so I can wipe my mouth. <laughs>